What's up, Razors? It's Emmanuel, and welcome to my podcast. I'm so happy um, with the turnout so far, and I cannot wait to bring more stories to you all this year. Now more than ever, we've seen a huge spike in influencer marketing and kind of just like a, a storm of social media. I remember like back in the day, you know, you'd have to really go through an agency or really be connected with the right people to kind of get to work with the big brands and, you know, do commercial work, model work, etc. I think social media definitely leveraged the playing field when it comes to kind of bringing forward your own identity and your personality and really giving us a space for these big corporate machine brands or even recruiters to kind of see who you are and if you're a fit to kind of sell the product. And I think it's really cool because we are the consumer and, you know, it's very important to sort of have, you know, that talent be in line with who's actually buying the product. So I'm bringing on today one of my really good friends. Here's a funny story. Her and I met back in school in California. We went to CSUN. And, you know, fast forward a couple of years later, we connected. We've always been connected. And she reached out and said, hey, I want you to become an, sort of like a content creator for this company that she works with. Let's give it up for Kayla Bell, the influencer marketing manager at Savage X Fenty. Look at you. It looks so good. You look amazing. Thank you so much for having me. This is like the first time I've ever done anything like this. So I'm really excited. Yeah, same. Like I just, you know, decided to like, step into this new world of like podcasting and you know figuring out new things as a creative (laughs) i love it yeah no because it's like there's one thing it's like you're a content creator but it's like what else what else can you be i feel like creatives we have so many different passions that we want to tap into like do it all have fun exactly exactly we are having so much fun oh my god so let's talk about you know your journey um you know, tell the audience about yourself. What's going on? What's going on in Kayla Bell's world? Yes. So I'm Kayla. I'm the influencer marketing manager at Savage X Fenty. It has Ooh. been a ride. So much fun. A beautiful ride. A complicated ride. Um, I'm from Sacramento, California, and I ended up moving to Los Angeles to chase my dreams of working in this amazing, crazy industry, and it has not disappointed me yet. (laughs) Um, I've been able (laughs) to learn so many things about myself. I think I've always been someone who's been very into fashion and beauty and, you know, For me, it's like if I'm not doing something that aligns with who I am as a person and aligns with my journey, I don't necessarily want to do it. Like, I like to have fun at my job, okay? So Mm -hmm. if I can't see myself talking about this to my family and my friends, then I probably won't do it. I'm not necessarily the kind of person that's like, I can just hop onto a job and like, you know, do the eight to five and then I live my life later. Like, I need to be living my life all day. (laughs) <laughs> exactly. It's so like, important. It's so important. Yeah. 
I mean, there's like this quote that says, you always want to take the role that you would do if it comes to it for free. And I actually just found this quote on Twitter and I was like, oh my God, this makes sense. You kind of want to like be in a position that you wouldn't mind staying an extra hour to finish a project or, you know, getting there on time and do that like long nine to five. So, you know, that definitely resonates. And I think that's just like the story and the message um, we're both about. Yes, absolutely. And sometimes, yeah. you know, I'm not going to give you the nine to five. I'll give you the nine to four. <laughs> you know, I'll give you the nine to three if I'm keeping it real. You know, I'll get my work done and then I need to live my life. Exactly. <laughs> but I exactly. love it though. Yeah, <laughs> I love that. Um, so, I mean, how do you go about like, you know, managing content creation um, since the algorithm is like moving more towards like a non-curated space? Like, what does that look like for you? And like, you know, how does Savage go about that? Yeah, you know, for me, we're just looking for people that are unapologetically themselves. I love the trends, but I like the people that set the trends. So Mm -hmm. don't get too caught up in like what you think people love. Do what you love. And then the people that, you know, get it will migrate towards you. Um, I think that that's what really pulls me to a creator, especially micro creators, because that's what like my main focus is. Um, so I just love bringing people up and giving them opportunities, um, especially people of color stories that have just never been told, you know, it's a really unique and fun space to be in. I love working with bigger creators, but like, for me, I just have a unique opportunity to like help people get it, get something that they've really been working so hard for and accomplish their dreams. Um, that was like, you know, previously I was at Shoe Dazzle. That was like where that passion really started. And I was curating, you know, talent lists and, you know, building big campaigns and things like that. And so when I really started to work within the microspace, I realized how amazing it is to connect with people and bring them closer to their dreams. Because with this one opportunity, this takes them to do it to different do whatever they want after this yeah they can go anywhere with this especially with savage you know so yeah. like i love looking for new creators and bringing them onto savage um especially people that are like passionate about the brand let me know if you right. got the look if you got the vibe and i feel it i will absolutely exactly you heard her people let her know she's looking I mean, I'm happy that you brought that up because, like, you know, I've been kind of, like, in that content um, creator space for some time. And my approach to, like, just socials, I've never been, you know, not one for the trends, but I've never been, like, one to kind of, like, you know, weep for I need a million followers or whatever because I stay true to, like, you know, what resonates with me and what I like and how I got about, like, you know, doing my content creation. And then so many opportunities that, you know, kind of, like, I don't know, maybe, like, flown past me or, you know, people or brands kind of wanting to take advantage and, you know, not really being given an equal opportunity. And I feel like Savage really, you know, provides that where they're offering not only an opportunity to just like, you know, be a creative, but it's pretty much equal where you're, they're not asking you to work for free or it's very much, you're going to be feel inclusive and taken care of. Um, And it was honestly one of my first, Thanks to you, first, I guess, kind of like influencer, curator, um, like, I guess, you know, contract. Um, And it's it's been fun. Yes. It's been so fun. Like, you should see, like, every time your content rolls in, the team is like, oh, my God. Did you see? Did you see the content? I'm like, yes. Right. Like, 
if you're a part of our program, like you have an opportunity to do things for social, for website. Like we have so many amazing opportunities. And it's like, this is just an, an intro, you know, because we have another segment of our of our program that is more focused on like our bigger endorsements and brand ambassadors. Mm-hmm. And, you know, a part of like building this relationship with creators is like starting them here and then moving into even more paid opportunities. Exactly. Um, so I love that. I love that you're a part of our program. You're so amazing. You kill it every yes. time, especially what you just posted for New York Fashion Week. That was crazy. Right. I'm just like serving it up. I actually need to shoot um, some more content for you guys that's coming. I already shot it, but it needs to be edited and like definitely going to be out before like that deadline. But, you know, in reference to Fashion Week, like I kind of just like set that out because it's becoming a space where it's not as inviting anymore. Um, There's articles going around about like, you know, like the TikTokers kind of like taking over. But just aside from that, um, it's, it's changing so much. It's just not the same. Yeah, you know, I, I, it's crazy because I actually just came across a TikTok about that earlier today <laughs> when they were talking about New York Fashion Week and so angry at the TikTokers and the Instagrammers. And I was like, hold on. I think sometimes people get a little territorial about the space that they're in because they're like, okay, who are all these new people? Like, I worked so hard to be here. Like, but it's like, they worked hard too. You know, like these are regular people that have made, you know, amazing strides in what they do. And, you know, sometimes there's unconventional ways to get to the top of the ladder. And I think that that's new for a lot of people. They don't understand that. And sometimes there's a lack of respect for creativity and people in the creative space. Um, so, but I also respect the hustle of people that have been building everything that they have. And, you know, so I understand both sides, but I think that there's space for everybody. And I hope that we continue to curate a space that is for everyone. Exactly. And inclusive. I agree. Um, referencing that, like, you know, what are some challenges that come with identifying people who are going to like uphold the values of the brand, um, for Savage X Fenty? Yeah, you know, like I said, like we're always looking for people that are just unapologetically themselves, Mm -hmm. have, you know, different stories that we've never told before. But like, I think something that really stands out to people is a genuine passion for the brand. And I understand that creators love working with a different range of, you know, brands and things like that. But loyalty is really, really stands out to brands. They like to know that like, if we're going to work with you, you know, you're going to be really, really about us. And I think right now there's like, I'm about you and I'm about you and I'm about you. And it's like, well, who are you about, girl? Because I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) We don't do the wishy-washy. Absolutely. I can't can't do the wishy-washy. So like, I need you to like really be for us and about us. And, you know, sometimes, you know, there does come a point where people kind of use certain brands for like an opportunity jump and then jump onto the next thing. And it's like, but I love you. That's right. why I chose you. You don't love me back. Yeah. Like, I, like I thought we were we were building something. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, like I respect the hustle too because it's like you're trying to get your bag. I'm trying to get my bag too. Yeah. So <laughs> exactly. It's like that. You know. You know. They want to be supportive energy of let's just try to like see what we can get out of an opportunity, and then obviously, just like you said, not really thinking about that support, that loyalty. Um, that can really just take you, you know, further on down the line in the career. It's so interesting. Yeah. 
Of course. Like if you're loyal to a brand and you're all about them and not to say that you can't work with other people because that's not true. But like if you really want to go far working for, you know, like Savage, for example, and you want to go and work at the show, like go above and beyond. We want to see it. We want to see how much you really love us. Yeah. Um, and we love opening opportunities for people that are really, really about us. So exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I feel like now we're moving towards a route where everyone's like really prioritizing just like entrepreneurship um, and kind of just like going down that journey. Can you support someone in silence? What does that look like? If so. Yeah. You know, I it's crazy because I was actually just having a conversation with a family member about this. (laughs) And, you know, I think there's so much pressure um, to kind of be loud with a like or a comment. And I love that people are super supportive and, you know, like to show love. But sometimes I feel like people get really consumed and like, oh, this person didn't like this post. This person didn't comment here. Like, they don't support me. They don't love me. But like for me, as an example, just because I'm super busy, (laughs) if I don't get around to like your post, I'll ask you like, what resources do you need? How can I connect you with the right people? You know? Um, So I think like, I'm never moving in silence or supporting in silence. I'm always supporting loudly. It's just how people view what support is. And I think everyone kind of views support differently. Mm-hmm. Some people view more support, you know, the social media way. Absolutely, you should be reposting your friends' things. Absolutely, you should be, you know, the one to comment and talk about a really big launch and all those kinds of things. Exactly. But at the same time, it's like, girl. You posted 10 bomb photos. I can't comment under all 10 bomb photos. But girl, I think you're bomb, you know? Yeah, yeah. I love that. I'm never supporting in silence. I'm always loud. And honestly, I feel like if people were to meet other people in person, the vibe would be completely different. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, I love social. But I think that sometimes things get a little... Blurred. Yeah, yeah, very. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What advice or like strategies can you kind of provide to the audience if they're, you know, curators or, you know, creatives trying to get into that space of social yeah. media? You know, just be yourself, have fun, be unapologetically you. Like for me, it was so crazy because one of my coworkers literally was just talking to me when she was like, you know, you're this, you're a content creator. I was like, I'm a content creator. I got 200 (laughs) followers on TikTok, you know? I got, I'm not even, I can't even monetize this, but you think I'm a content creator, you know? But it's the vibe. It's who you are. It's the fact that you're able to put amazing content together and use your voice to talk about a brand and do all these amazing things. So it's like, everyone is an influencer in their own way. Everyone is a content creator in their own way. And the right people are going to come and be appealed to what you bring to the table, even if it is slow. But I don't think that people should get discouraged by not necessarily having a lot of views or um, likes on their or comments on their posts. You know, Mm -hmm. if anything, just keep being yourself and then and find find different ways to be you, you know, and the right people will be attracted to that. I agree. I 100% agree. Um, You know, like going into like, I guess the next question, some people and I've been seeing this everywhere where, you know, I even had an interview the other day because outside of just like being a creative on Instagram, like I'm also taking this sort of like social media manager coordinator role in the professional world. 
Um, it's been interesting, you know, having these conversations and all of that. But long story short, I had an interview recently and she was telling me how much, you know, she they had a program with the brand and, you know, pretty much what you're doing at Savage where they figure out influencers who are on that micro level to kind of just like tell authentic stories and just like have a brand presence within that like sector. And then they also have another program where they focus on the bigger influence of that goes through, you know, corporate team, et cetera. But at the same hand, she said, you know, I really don't like the term influencer. And then I've heard this before. So some people have like a certain view of the influencer culture. Are there any areas of opportunities that can be improved? Or what do you feel about just like the influencer title altogether? Yeah, like I've heard that too. Some people (laughs) like being called influencers. Some people like being called creators. I personally like creator more than influencer. Um, And I hope that we kind of move towards that language a little bit more. Um, because that kind of encompasses all the things that somebody is. I think that influencers, it's just so simple. It's like you influence people or things and that's great, but like truly they're creators. They really take an idea to the next level and execute things in ways that brands really cannot do. So I love creator more. I don't necessarily know if there's another word for that. You know, I'll definitely sip on that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> for sure. They are, it's interesting. Um, 100%. I read an article on Forbes, and then the CEO of Apple, Tim Cook, I guess they had like a panel with the code um, conference. And then he pretty much said, referencing TikTok, because there's like this entire argument about they want to remove TikTok off of like the App Store. And reason being is because, you know, Google, Chrome, Facebook, Amazon, all that stuff is not, you know, overseas in China. And they feel, you know, why should TikTok kind of like be in our free economy market if we can't really leverage what's happening over there? Um, And just want to like, you know, get your thoughts and opinions because right now I feel, you know, TikTok is definitely one of those platforms where we're completely moving away from like that curation where things just have to be super perfect. And like, I guess on the cuffs of like, you know, being a millennial, we grew up in that era where things were very much planned, sought out, you know, executed. Now it's just about being raw and authentic. Um, How is Savage handling the TikTok algorithm? (laughs) Yeah, you know, I think there's definitely like a lot of restrictions when it comes to TikTok. I love TikTok. I love being on the platform. But for brands, it's definitely a different experience. And like, they do have different regulations that necessarily wouldn't fall onto creators. Um, But we also have to respect the space because, you know, uh, as a brand, we have a certain responsibility to make sure that we're not doing too much for a platform that's kind of, you know, it was built for for more of a a younger audience. So, you know, I think if anything, we just kind of have to remember to curate more content to attract those people also. Um, and find that balance between remaining savage, but also, you know, being able to be present so on that brand like message. TikTok. Yeah, but it is definitely tough. Like, yeah, um, Instagram is very different. Like, you can kind of just do things how you want to do it. But, like, of course, TikTok does have different regulations. Mom, mm-hmm. But we love TikTok. We hope yeah. TikTok loves us back. <laughs> TikTok is fun, right? It is fun. Yeah, it's fun. It's just so, you know, I kind of like struggle with just, I guess, getting on um, 
getting with the app, getting on the app. I love scrolling mindlessly, according to Tim Tim Cook. You know, he didn't really design the Apple phone for that reason. But, you know, before TikTok kind of like came on the platform, we were scrolling mindlessly and endlessly on, you know, Instagram and Twitter. Um, so just entering that space, it's so different because it really just like peels back layers of like the things you kind of like hide from... I guess the internet and what you want to show where you just have to be raw. And then when it's not raw and it's curated, it just, you feel like you're out of place on the algorithm. It's insane. Absolutely. (laughs) It's insane. You feel like you're out of place. (laughs) Right. I have not been posting on Instagram, but I post on TikTok all the time. And I'm just, listen, you want the tea, go to TikTok. That's where it's at. (laughs) But it's like, if you are super curated, it is like a hard space to get into. And I've heard that like the TikTok people have been like, if you're from Instagram and you're an Instagram creator, don't come over to TikTok because this is not the place for you. And I think it's a place for everybody. But at the same time, like I get why they don't necessarily want to make like push that message of like it's supposed to be this overly perfect place like I love the rawness of TikTok I love Mm -hmm. that people are coming on there telling you know their business sometimes I'm like that's a little too much but I love (laughs) (laughs) you know but exactly people are themselves and I feel like TikTok gives people the ability to do that and even for me like you know, I, I was on Instagram for such a long time. And, you know, I think that that was definitely a place where there was a lot of like um, supporting in silence. And yeah, I feel like a yeah. lot of people feel that because it's like your high school people that are still on there, middle school people. And I was right. like, I don't even promote my TikTok on Instagram for that reason, because I'm like, if you want to if you want to see things that are going on, which you probably will see anyways, because you want the tea. Um, you don't necessarily have to follow, but like, I'd rather attract new people into this space than to, you know, do a redo of what's kind of going on on Instagram. But I will say I, cause I've been MIA from Instagram so long. I am kind of interested to like, we need to see you come back. I I know. I feel like I need to come back. I know I need to come back. I've been thinking about this too. I was like, I've been dead. I've been so dead on Instagram, but Right, right, right. But I, wanna, I, I need to come back on Instagram. Yeah, show uh, a little but something here and there. I don't even know there. what that looks like. like I you know. know it's, everything it's is video TikTok, content. Right. Is Instagram kind of like becoming the new Facebook? Uh, a, I get that. It's an odd space. I get that. It is an odd space. It's I don't think space. it's like a great space for me to post static images like I used to before. Like yeah. I would have to come back and do more reels and more stories, which I'm excited to do. But I also don't want to, it's interesting because the content that you have on TikTok, it doesn't necessarily perform the same on Instagram at all, you know? So it's like, I don't, I don't necessarily know if I even want to go through that battle, if I'm being honest. But I also know that people use Instagram as a, you know, almost like a virtual business card. So I don't necessarily want to like shoot myself in the foot and like not have opportunities because I haven't been posting for a few months. Um, So I don't know, maybe, maybe I'll do a link tree, a beacons. Oh God, (laughs) not a link tree. Every time I see see a link tree, I'm like cringe. It's just, it's cringe. And now they have beacons. I'm like, beacons, what is that? so many, like this virtual 
space, this meta space. It's becoming, I don't know, like insane in a sense where we're like almost like losing ourselves in real lives. Um, yeah. And, you know, going towards this, I don't know, it's not tangible. It feels, it feels strange. It's just, it's yeah. starting to feel strange where... I think I kind of need a break from just, like, social to, you know, work on things outside of, like, creating, like, a nice image or, you know, showing people what I'm up to. Um, And I think, you know, just, like, creatives or just people on Instagram, everything that's being done is almost for that purpose. And I think you kind of lose that, like, you know, sense of self. Um, Yeah. And that's also why I think just, like, the content... And, you know, the millennials or our generation moving over to TikTok, it's such a hard, um, I guess, you know, place to navigate because we're just so used to kind of like planning things and expecting an outcome where, you know, the Gen Z, they're just like, they wake up and it's like camera. They don't care. Right. No, they don't care about anything. Yeah. Right. And they're also like in high school and middle school. Like no one's actually... I don't know what's going on. I don't have the time. Like, as a working professional, I'm sorry, I don't have the time. And that's another thing, too, that I wish that these platforms would kind of, like, move away from is, like, putting so much value in doing it every single day, every single moment. Like, you know, I'm just like, dude, I don't have the time. It's so draining. It it takes the fun out of it. That's why I'm like, listen, I post a TikTok. I may go and do it for a couple of days and then I'm going to take a break and then you'll see me the next weekend, you know? <laughs> exactly. I, you know, it's just a lot it, to record a video. It really is. It's yeah. a lot to continue to do that. And it's like, why do you want to see what I'm doing every day? I don't get right. that. Yeah. Like, and I think it's just a part I, like, of like, and I don't even think I have enough to sh- tell you. I'm pretty boring. <laughs> like I go, I go to work, I go home, I'm with my yeah. dog, I'm with my boyfriend, like I'm with my family in Sacramento. Yes. Once a month. So mm-hmm, it's like, mm-hmm. that's kind of the things. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I recently just got casted for a show super last minute. Um, I know it was, it was fun. You know, I did my little one too. Again, I was like trying to sit out fashion week, but the opportunity came forward. Period. When God gives you an opportunity, you just treat it as if it's like a big one. But long story short, I just, I was like, I'm just going to record like my, I got a haircut. I was like, I'm just going to record my process of just like getting ready without even thinking about it and just like going for it. And surprise, surprise, that raw approach was the highest viewed video on my TikTok at 1300. I mean, it's not a lot, but. Right. But you know, (laughs) but that's the point. It's like. That's amazing. And when I saw, let me tell you, when I saw that, I was like, if you keep this going. Right. Listen. I need to get in my gonna, back. It's going to blow up. Keep, yeah. keep doing that, please. Because I, I love going through, it. like, the process and, like, you did your whole skincare routine. That's amazing. Right. That's what people want to see. Want to see. Exactly. No one cares about the finished product at all. It's no. about we're, we're uplifting the the raw work. The the people who are behind the scenes, Um getting things done and like managing like what that final product looks like. And that's why, you know, I'm so happy that you came onto the show because you're a huge part of just, you know, figuring out the creatives and, you know, really planning out like what that journey looks like for promo for Savage X Fenty. Yeah. Uh, it's so much fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Forbes, um, 30 and a 30 for the creative sector of social media just did their article and there's like tons of people on there. Um, mm-hmm. I don't want to get into too many names because obviously that's just like research that needs to get done. 
But I do see this huge divide as there's like this rise to, I guess, fame or a check in a bag. They're like, brands are giving away the coins to these TikTokers. Yeah, yes. How do you feel about, have you listened to Call Her Daddy? Yes, I do. And I just, (laughs) (laughs) I do She just got $60 million. What's going on? I know, right. Like, if she has somebody that's interesting and I'm like, I just want to know the tea on you, I will tune in. But I'm not like an active person on the podcast. I'm like, Relationship by Cami Crawford. That's my girl. That's like my favorite podcast. So, yeah, definitely listen to that one. Um, But, yeah, it's really – what I'll tell you is, is in the creative space, when it comes to non-people of color, they are going and asking for more than you expect, okay? When it comes to, like, extending, like, renewing a contract and things like that, they're renewing way higher than they are the previous time. So, unfortunately, like, we have to be the biggest advocates for ourselves. Like, I was working at a brand before, and, you know, I was working with this really great creator. So amazing. She created amazing content every single month. And another TikToker came on and was like, I'm not doing it for this amount. I want this amount. And the the creator that was creating amazing content, a black woman, Mm -hmm. she was just happily doing it for the same rate. While this person is like renegotiating. I'm like, girl, I need you to ask for more, please. So (laughs) ask for more. Like, do not be scared. And go above what you think that you're worth and let the brand come down. Because oftentimes you'll get even more than, than you expect. Um, so I wish that I can say, like, it's on the brands to uh, do all these things. It is. It is making sure that we have all the right people in the room, but we're still curating the room. So you exactly. as a creator have a big opportunity and a responsibility to advocate for yourself and not take any any type of shit. Like, yeah. please, yeah. tell know your worth and yeah. then triple, quadruple that, please. Right. Yeah, absolutely. You know, on board with Net30 and just really these brands need to just offer equal opportunities to everyone. Um, Yeah. It's insane to see, you know, POC obviously being leveraged or used for content creation, even when it comes down to music, anything POC is just like, we're obviously the trendsetters and into, you know, on the flip side for us to, you know, not get paid what we're worth or not pay um the people who are making the music the same and then you turn around and you see non-pocs doing content with you know the black trendsetters idea or black music and then to land like you know 15 million dollar gigs and take home 70 million dollars off of just doing some dances to music that's not even a part of your culture is insane and referencing the sisters um, who kind of like spiked during the COVID era, Charlie D'Alamo, something of that sort. <laughs> yeah. I honestly, I've never seen them before. We're both in that space. I'm in that space. You know, I'm constantly researching things and kind of like seeing what's new, what's hot. Um, and just going through that list of Forbes 30 and 30, you know, these girls took home $70 million just by yeah. doing a dance or two. Mm-hmm. I don't know. And then looking at the POCs on that list, it's like 1 million, 2 million. Right. And it's like, why? Why? 
And there were not enough. I will tell you that. Like when I saw that list, I was like, okay, this is rinse and repeat. Like I already know these names. Like give me somebody new. I didn't see anybody that was new and fresh. And it was such a lack of diversity on that list. Um, Unfortunately, like within the TikTok and Instagram space, like it's so much harder for people of color especially also plus size people, like people with different, you know, bodies to to get, to gain some kind of traction on there. It's ridiculous. And then it's also like, you know, when you're, you're talking to, you know, the executives, these are older people that didn't really necessarily grow up with Instagram or TikTok. So they see a value in a number. They don't see a value in the person. person. And I think people need to start finding the value in the person and what they bring to the table, as opposed to like, Oh, this person has a million followers. Like, who cares? Just and uh, another thing too is, is like, just because this person has a million followers does not mean that they're going to sell that. Exactly. You know, I know it looks good. It sounds like it could work in theory, but trust right. me, nine times out of ten, it doesn't work that <laughs> right. way. It's like exactly. the micro creator, the person that you thought was going to be the least performative, is going to perform the best. And, yeah. You know, more than likely, that's the person of color. So we really need to trust the experts in the space, and that's people of color give them the opportunities, give them the space to be themselves um, and just keep picking on the right people. Don't pick on the people with with the numbers. So we're just going to get into a fun game. This is um, something I kind of like thought about as we were entering this past two weeks and how, (laughs) you know, these marketing (laughs) events happen all the time where brands are hosting parties and launches and it's pretty much called RSVP. So you're either mm. confirmed or you're not confirmed. Okay. I love uh, it. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be messy. You're RSVPing, confirmed or not confirmed. Stacy Dash is hosting an influencer marketing event. And the wardrobe is raunchy attire. <laughs> Not confirmed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Stacey Dash in the nineties. Oh, bad gal Riri. Right, we gotta get back to that. Bad gal Riri is hosting a listening party and attires. You know, reggae vibes. Confirmed or not confirmed. Absolutely confirmed. Anything like, with Ray, listen, I want to do it all with Ray. I want to do it all. Yeah. It's so yes. funny. No, but I was just saying, like, I just want to eat pasta with her. Like, I want to have a glass of wine with her. Right. You know, that's what I, I want to do. Get into it. I'll be your Jeez. nanny. Like, come get me. Girl. <laughs> right. Congratulations on the baby, Ree. Oh my God. <gasps> Bundle of joy. Her post yes. baby fashions have been. Oh my God. Insane. Living for it. Living. I love it. Living. I love it. Everything has been amazing. And last night she posted, I'm like, you know, our new lounge set. So I was like, yes, to the studio. Yes. Okay. So she's Hello. Making, making that new album into Savage, which we love. I love that. I love that. Ready for some new tunes. I love yes. her. I just felt like I felt this connect. She's from the Caribbean. I'm Jamaican. Um, I will not get into the Patua. That's a different topic and podcast <laughs> of how, you know, people are constantly trying to speak Patua. And it's just like, on a need for stop. Stop yeah. trying for chat Patua. 
Mm-hmm. But I just always felt that like relatability, um, like aspect of you know, re kind of represented you know Caribbeans migrating to America and like making shit happen. Yeah. So I love that. I love that. Um, Beautiful story. It really is. Like it is. coming from like a family of immigrants and like seeing being a part of a brand who's ran by a woman of color who also immigrated here and has such like a beautiful, colorful story. It's like it's great to see yourself in, in exactly into like money. I a hundred percent agree. That's for sure. Oh my god, this was amazing. <gasps> I know this was so yes. great. Thank you so much for having me. I loved everything. I'm just so happy. You're here.